But up, no, this is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something-something? Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale. But if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items. And I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And I promise you, you're going to be having a great night. Peace. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. another thursday and unfortunately after this show that means i do gotta get up and try not to go postal in this motherfucker but hey at least i am making the almighty dollar but with that being said this is another episode of knockouts and three counts and man i would say uh we got a few things to talk about huh i would say so finally the return of uh the actual sport that we love to talk about in uh mma slash ufc Coming oh, on the weekend, plenty of big topics in the news, of course. Like, uh, it has been a reoccurring theme, I guess, ever since the uh, turn of the year. So, yeah, I would say so. I would say we got quite a bit to talk about on this one, boys. The the best news being UFC is back, right? I mean, we've waited, what, was it, it four weeks? Four weeks? Four yeah. weeks? Four. I think it was, four yeah, it was four weeks, yeah. It was oh. four. It was so a month. We're, here we are, month off. The drought All is over. Had barely any skin left on our neck for mitching so true. hard, but uh, here we are coming into the main event and stuff, you know, with all the changes and stuff. It's going to be an interesting well, weekend, but before we get to MMA mm -hmm. and get to the UFC, you know, I feel like we're skipping over the big elephant and the big cloud in the room. You know, a lot of changes seem to be on the way for the state of pro wrestling. And speaking of the yeah. state of pro wrestling, shout out to the new sponsors of Knockouts and Three Counts State of Pro Wrestling. Check out the links to their YouTube channel that are in the description as well. Uh, with that being said, make sure you check them out for all the good stuff they've got coming there. We appreciate y'all coming on and checking out the boys at Knockouts and Three Counts. But uh, like I said, uh, with all this news with Vince McMahon and... All that that's going on with it, man. The state of pro Wild wrestling man. is definitely uh, in flux. J Bone, what are you thinking about everything that we've heard so far with the return of uh, Vince McMahon? You've got the impending sale of WWE. It could possibly go into be going to Saudi Arabia. Stephanie McMahon steps down. I mean, holy shit! 
<laughs> it is a whirlwind of our childhood. Like we talked the other day, Kyle, our childhood is just crumbling and turning and twisting and taking us on a roller coaster. It, it's all coming to an end, dude. And it, it it's sad. It's honestly sad to see it in, in blaze such, of uh, glory in such <laughs> weird fashion. You know, it's just like it's a sad situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the the sport you know and love, the wrestling you know and love, all these years has taken the one of the weirdest left turns ever. Something you just would never imagine happening while you're alive. But I'll tell you what, I'm saving my money. So if you guys want to throw down on this whole buying of the WWE thing, I am down with it. Hell yeah! yeah. After my next paycheck, we are definitely gonna be in the running for that motherfucker. Rename it the Knockouts of Three Counts Royal Rumble. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's going to be, 2024. You heard it here first. With our uh, budget, we can use plastic belts. I definitely, definitely got five on it, boys, for sure. <laughs> he said I got five on it. Five billion? You got five billion on it? Yeah, that's a start, man. Let's go. Shit. In, well, in all seriousness, before we transition off of this, because I, I got some thoughts, too. I mean, really, this Oh, Saudi we ain't Arabia transitioning thing, for a minute. There's a lot done back This, this Saudi Arabia thing is really uh, – I, I don't know – if you guys were, I just so happened to be hanging out with the old lady scrolling the old uh, Twitter machine and uh, seeing it kind of unfolding as it was coming across. And there was like, I, I forget who exactly posted it first, but it was like one of them, you know, like randomish sites that is less credit. Like they they post news stories dirt and break sheets. stuff occasionally, just but dirt sheets. yeah, they were Dirty less one, cre- one of the less credible ones, you know. So I'm like, okay. Maybe, you know, what's what's going on with this type of shit? And then uh, transition to that to all of a sudden you start seeing it kind of unfold o- over more legitimate outlets and stuff. And then the sale is all but announced as a pending thing at that point. By the time I had closed my eyes to go to sleep, wake up the next morning. Turns out that's all a publicity thing where they're just kind of throwing feelers out there, which sounds to me like maybe they had like felt the pressure and like, maybe we can't go through with this immediately. It doesn't mean that won't be the case within a couple weeks or something, but I don't know. It's just a, it's a very interesting time. And of all the ways that you could have seen the, uh, the Vince McMahon, empire fall i guess you know like i say in a blaze of glory man. but Corey, i don't want to cut you off though i don't want to cut you off but i mean you say the vince mcmahon empire falling i i don't necessarily think that's what we're seeing though because you got to look at this for what it is number one shout out the past guests of the show eric bischoff um you know i listened to his podcast strictly business and i mean I don't know that this is necessarily his empire falling. Now, did the uh, all the allegations hurt him? Yeah, necessarily. Is it falling in the sense that maybe he won't be in power forever anymore? But let's not miss this for what it is. This is a power move, dude. Yeah, he got he got voted off the island pretty much once all the allegations came and all that. And, you know, now that all the news has come out, you know, he's got 80% of the controlling shares, you know, in that company, meaning there is no way they can push him out the way that Ted Turner got pushed out of WCW and Time Warner. There ain't no way he can do that. When he comes back, people start resigning, the biggest of which being his daughter. 
his own daughter that's like <laughs> man, i'm just as a father of two girls if i ever like was like hey you want to help me run this business that i've worked my whole life to grow and then like oh hey i'm gonna take reins back in because whatever the case i'm looking for the, the best proposition for sale i want he didn't take the control the that she had away though that's the thing she he uh, didn't take triple h or stephanie's control away he's strictly involved on the right steel portion and the in the sale of the company a lot of the reports i'm seeing too though the reason why they're pursuing outlets that are private sales to, to make the company private again is so that Vince can step in and not have to worry about shareholders and stuff like that. Whenever sure, he wants sure. To that's all been, that's all, that's all been speculated. I've definitely seen that. I mean, but we haven't seen anything really materialize as a deal. Yeah, very but true, the craziest but I, thing yeah. of it is, is like the news that when it all first came out was it was going to Saudi Arabia. And here's the thing, bro. If it went to Saudi Arabia, all I can think of is it's like, you know, I've heard this guy that called in to, uh, you know, bust it open. Shout out to our guys, Ryan McKinnell and Dave LaGreca, which are both past guests of the show. But, you know, with that being said, you know, he was saying how Saudi Arabia really loves WWE and that they're more familiar with WWE athletes than they are like Tom Brady and people of that nature there and that they would only want to see it grow. But, and this is only from my standpoint and as a fan standpoint and all that, the first thing that immediately came to my head, my head is number one, Sami Zayn is one of the hottest things they have in that company right now. Sami Zayn cannot compete in Saudi Arabia because of his ethnicity. So how the hell is that going to work? Then on top of that, you've his got the fact is why he can't well, compete he, over there. He's from Syria. They're at war with Syria. Oh, I didn't know he was. Okay. Go on. Sorry to interrupt. So, I just, no, you're, you're I good. Unaware. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's from Syria. And then, and then on top of that, the more obvious of the two, you've got the fact that we all know what the situation is with women over there. How can your women's division still stay prominently? It will here in the States. But, I mean, yes, that could be good, I guess, in the sense if you think of it as, okay, Maybe that opens doors for more, you know, women to have higher spot like that. But that these are just the things that came to my mind right away when I heard the rumor of that sale. I mean, but at the same time, again, these are all rumors so far. We've heard yeah. that they want to sell, but we there's no, there's nothing in place that says it's going one way or the other yet. But man, when I heard it was Saudi, that was the first thing yeah. I thought. Yeah, I mean, and I just can't imagine it being like. You know Vince. You know how much of a freak, a control freak he is over his company, dude. He's it's been shown. I can't imagine him saying, "Hey, if I sell to them, this could potentially lead to this." And if he was going to put the WWE in a bad position, potentially, I just can't see him doing something like that. But at this point, I mean, money is money, right? This who knows what's really going on with this guy. But like you said, man, so much talent wouldn't be able to go. MVP, another one, he wouldn't be able to go there. He, you know, it's just. It would be a trickle effect. of What was the people. thing with MVP again? Why he can't? I, go I can't there? remember right now, but I, I remember seeing him on that list. Of <coughs> I know he was one of the ones that can't. And like I said, it oh because of his. Uh, I think it's because of his rap sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, and so, so, like I said, it's. I just when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my god!" But the thing yeah. is, 
know that it's a possibility because of the fact that you know they have the big relationship with Saudi already when you consider you know the way they're doing Crown Jewel and all these big pay-per-views over there you know that it's a possibility but it's just a crazy thing to think cuz I'm going to be honest man I never thought in my lifetime that I would ever see the day where Vince McMahon would want to sell his company I always just assumed that it was just going to go to Triple H and Stephanie same and Stephanie same yeah, that's, that's just one of those things you thought you'd just stay in the family I mean who you never thought it'd go anywhere, anywhere. And here we are. I mean, who's to say it does though, right? I mean, it's all speculation and rumors. And Maybe, I mean, like I said, maybe, and like you just said, stopped. I mean, Triple H is still in control right now. Yes, Stephanie stepped away. And here's the other thing you got to take into account with that. Stephanie already wanted to take a step away before her dad was gone. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, she came back to make sure that the company was all right. So now that he's going to be back in the fold, this doesn't necessarily mean anything with her when you consider, you know, she had already wanted to take a step away before. Who knows what that means? And again, this is all just our speculation as fans from the outside. But man, it's a uh, it's a crazy thought. It's it's a crazy it's going. It sounds like it's going real fast. You know what I mean? Because what was it like last week? Well, we just went from him being back in the company to deal with the rights deal to now we're just talking about they're going to sell the whole bitch. Within like 48 hours, it was like Vince McMahon wants back in. And then he released a statement saying how he wants back in. And then they released another statement that they hired JP Morgan to help facilitate the sale. And then the next day, it was like they're selling to Saudi. It's like things don't even move that fast in real life. You know what I mean? It's like I can't even I can't even sell my freaking refrigerator that quick. It just unless unless there was already underlying business agreements beforehand, you know, kind of facilitating the sale to be so, such a quick process. Yeah, you know, it's I, for me, it wasn't really, I guess, such a big surprise when I seen the whole Saudi Arabia thing. To your point, Kyle, with the fact that they had already kind of been working together, and not to lump the Middle East as a whole, right? But they've, as a whole, been doing their best to kind of make their area more tourist friendly with like the world cup the they've been really trying their best to actually like invite people to their region to have things why they would want to visit the middle east you know and uh besides just religious you know type of things and uh i feel like that's what my biggest thing was is it would be a huge public relations type of thing if saudi arabia was able to as a nation essentially own the rights to the wwe i mean they could really like pump up their selves throughout that process you know right, right well and i mean i do believe there's some truth to the fact that i think saudi arabia does want to try to help wwe if there's going to be because we do know the market that's over there but man yeah that's a wild thought and then the thing is does yeah. that hurt you as far as superstars wanting to come there and all the things that are coming on with that dude it's I, would I mean, think so. I would assume so. I mean, there's been rumors that there's a list. And he of brings up a there. good point too. I mean, is it going to just be like you know we're going to talk about the Dana White stuff here in a minute? You know, is it another situation where even mm-hmm. whether it is or it isn't, people are just going to watch it as it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he just said, sports watching, and they're doing <laughs> they're doing their best to kind of like, hey, don't pay attention over here, just pay attention because we're putting on these great events and stuff that you would like to see and. We have these cool things, but don't pay attention to this other stuff. So, 
that's where I was saying with the public relations thing. I feel like they could really help themselves in that. Regard, I just hope. But... You know what's crazy is after all this, look, look at here's 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 Vince McMahon's uh, heel move right here. He comes back. He's like, I'm gonna sell this shit. Everybody hates me. I'm gonna sell. It. And he's gonna turn around at the end and be like, just kidding. I would never sell a company, guys. Come on. And then we're all gonna be like, oh, we love Vince again. Thanks, Vince. Thank you, Vince. And he's gonna strut out on Monday Night Raw doing the strut. And he's gonna tell how big and bad he is, how he's never gonna sell, and you should love me and all this stuff. And then it's all happy praises for Vince McMahon again. Uh, it's just honestly, it's just crazy. I mean, he knows what he's, he's doing. He is the master heel, bro. He knows how to get us. It's just crazy <clears throat> for him to step back in, no matter what the circumstances. To like, for him to be at the age that he was, and everything to kind of play out the way that he did, for him to kind of have a clean break, essentially, where people weren't necessarily talking about it anymore. They were just talking about the product. He did have his family in and everything like that, and now all of a sudden. Hey, we want to sell the company. Hell, you know, I'm going to help. I can understand the point of him coming in because he has the business relations throughout the years of doing this, where he may be able to get more pennies on the dollar. You know, for every dollar spent, he'll get an extra 30 cents or some shit. But at the same point, is it worth I don't know. Is is the juice, juice worth the squeeze in this one? I'm really not sure. It's a weird circumstance. Man. I friggin' hope not. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I can hope not. I mean, right? here's the thing, though. Anybody who's been watching wrestling for any length of time, I mean, it's not the first time I've heard the rumor of a sale of WWE. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's never been, like, anything to this degree where Vince had to basically power, like, force his way back into the WWE. And then let's not forget the fact that not only has he forced his way back in, as of right now, he's the chairman of the board already again. <laughs> already yeah well fuck as soon as Stephanie control, left, man. dude like look bro whether you like the guy or hate the guy the one thing that that will always have to be said about vince mcmahon long after he's dead he's gotta be one of the smartest motherfuckers i've ever seen oh, yeah. like i'm and i'm not just saying that as like a wrestling fan you know what i mean like to be able to set yourself up in such a way you gotta wonder think about it his competition, he put his competition out of business, and then t- Ted Turner basically got forced out of his own company. You got to wonder if when all that went down, if he said, you know what, I'm going to make sure that this doesn't ever happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I'm sure you got You got to wonder because, I mean, if there's one thing you can say, that guy hasn't but, made a lot of the same mistakes more than once, except apparently in these allegations. But. but those times were so different than if you're comparing like, oh, I won't, I won't let that happen to me type of thing. Yeah, he may have played that ball with the whole like, I'm gonna buy majority stock in my public company. So even though we're a publicly traded company and we can make money on the stocks and everything like that, you know, he he did it in a way where, to your point, he's far far and beyond majority owner right majority owner in most circumstances would just hold 51 percent. that's the normal like circumstantial he wanted to make sure that he was well and above majority in this circumstance if your claims were true with the 80 percent ish you know that's that's a that's a very very huge amount of controlling stake and even at I'm no stock wizard by any circumstance but if you control that much stock you you physically can't sell off that much 
stock in your company, whether it's even if you own that stock in a Nike, you can't sell off that much of that stock without tanking the stock. You can't, you know what I mean? So if he owns that much, it's it's such an interesting ball game in that regard, even unless like it's a full fledged sale where it goes as a one, you know, push off. You can't just tank 80% of your company as yeah. like, oh, it's open game for 80%. Here you, here you guys go. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. And I mean, to Josh's point, like, that's the thing. I don't think even if it is going to be sold, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to happen. Hell, it might not happen for six months maybe the end of the year or whenever the rights deal is up that's the thing it ain't gonna just happen this is gonna be like a long drawn out thing whomever gets it whether it's somebody in the states that's what was (laughs) it ain't gonna be just like here we go let's transfer transfer let's say they get eight billion dollars here you go here's eight billion dollars that's not just how this not to to mention like kyle we were talking about this on the phone earlier it's prime time wrestling season this is royal rumble season this is wrestlemania season wrestling all eyes are on wwe right now in in this quarter you know what i mean so i don't know if this is getting more eyes to the product or or what it's going to do for it but i can't see it happening this fast dude we kind of fell for that yesterday (laughs) you know what i mean it don't really go shit the way they came out with it it sounded like like it was all going to we just need to put the the stocks on a ladder match and just everybody go fight Well, dude, have you it. seen the memes with Triple H and Vince where it's custody of WWE on a pole match? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's a damn good point, too. He goes, do you think they leaked it to try to drive up the price? I mean, dude, you got to think You got to think they're getting at least, like, if they got a billion dollars just on the rights deal last year for SmackDown, they got to be getting, like, what do you think? Even- Eight, ten know. billion. Yeah, I was about to say, have you guys seen a number for potential sales? Uh, yeah, I don't even. That's, if the UFC got bought for four billion, bro, they the UF, WWE's got to be at least oh, double, dude. if not more of that. Yeah, ten, I'd say, give or take, maybe. That's why I was I was kind of quant- trying to contemplate what that number would be in my head earlier, and really, like you were saying, I don't know like where to even begin, right? Like they put on you know so many events are t their rights deals that they run two separate ones because they run raw and smackdown plus the pay-per-view and nxt like that you know like there's so much money to be made in just a 10-year process if you were the owner of the company as long as you were able to keep keep things moving the same you know keep same same if you know what i mean uh but man, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would be worth because is it is it worth what the company would make is projected to make within a ten year process? Because if that's the case, yeah, it would be probably fifteen billion. But I mean, you got to figure they're not but, just making the rights deals. Plus, they're about to have a new one come up. Yeah. So I mean, you got to realize that's I think why there's such the talk about their you know the sale because you're essentially if you're whoever buys this you're going to spend whatever the number is, let's say eight, ten million dollars, whatever, but you're gonna immediately make a billion dollars back right if things stay the way they are with just the Fox deal alone. So I mean, dude, it's crazy to see the way it's playing out, but I will say this, dude, never in my lifetime did I ever expect that I would see a time dude, where Vince uh... McMahon had ever sell his shit off. 
Who's the current front runners, Kyle? I, I remember there was a list. Of, I've so only really heard NBC. Saudi. I've heard NBC. I because Disney. of Peacock. I've heard Disney too. Um, I, hell, Anything. I've heard Tony Khan's name in yeah, the pot. There's, but there's a lot of people. Man, let's start saving our money. Let's let's save wrestling. Let's say when you tell when you can find a way to just have a vacuum, just start vacuuming money. Then maybe I might have enough money for a billion dollars. Start printing it, man. Our house, my house, ain't big enough to hold that kind of money. Carl, you got good credit, right? You, you can sign for it, right? <laughs> I'll co-sign about for that. You. I'll co-sign for you. About that, dude. All I know is it's it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time in the WWE, especially when you're considering the fact that, like you said, J-Bone, we're on the road to WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. We'll have to see how things play out headed into WrestleMania because let's not forget, they've already sold 100,000 tickets to WrestleMania without a main event, without, you know, everybody's talking about The Rock and all this stuff, but nothing's been announced with The Rock, so there's no guarantee that he's going to be there. There's no main event. There's no anything yet. And they've already sold a hundred thousand tickets, two of which are mine. But not, not to interrupt, but I think it was Ariel Hawani that pointed this out that the WWE and UFC both have something that every other fight set slash combat promotion wishes that they could, <clears throat> which is the ability to just sell out events and venues without even informing people what the fights necessarily yeah. are yet. Yeah. You know, like they have a way of just people know that hey. UFC is coming to New York. This is going to be one of their, you know, high-end pay-per-views of the year. People are going to buy it. doesn't matter if the main event's to be determined. doesn't matter if all you have is the opening fight. People are going to try, you know, do their best right. to get in there. And it's the same thing with the WWE. Especially well, in WrestleMania, I was going to say, WrestleMania is WrestleMania a thing of itself. Like, WrestleMania yeah. has trumped Super Bowl. WrestleMania has trumped the World Series. It has come into the point where that's why people are bidding so hard to get WrestleMania into these cities because all the people that it attracts. I mean, just since I've started going to WrestleMania just for vacation or for the shows at this point, I mean, dude, I, at this point, I've been to Orlando. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to uh i've been to new york i've been to dallas i mean i'll be going to la here this year i mean you've got and those are all cities that you got people flocking from all over the world i mean dude i've met people from amsterdam and every fucking thing else australia and people that i've kept in kept in touch with with all this stuff and that's what that's what makes wrestlemania so crazy so for all of this stuff to be going on as we head into wrestlemania Mm -hmm. and we're not even to the royal rumble yet we're only like what two weeks away, three weeks away from the Royal Rumble, two which weeks. you know we got the the like uh, Josh is talking about in the comments, dude. You got the impending return of Cody. You know, you know I we already know you have that going into it. Maybe you see Cody and Roman. You know, there's <laughs> still the talk of maybe does the Rock come back and all those things. Who knows what's going to happen? But man. It's just a crazy time for all that. And man, if you're Triple H, <laughs> how are you feeling about this? You know, are you, do you yeah, think kind of that there's around. a, <clears throat> what the fuck, guys? He's got to get, he, come on. Fool me once, 
shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, man. Or do you think it's a thing, though, where they work something out to where it's like, okay, well, we're going to sell you the company, but, you know, I want uh, Hunter to stay in to oversee creative of... uh, you know what? I mean, I, I could definitely see that because, especially with the because that can be a thing, dude. Like you can work shit yeah. like that out to where, you, like, you there there wouldn't be anybody better. You can't just like, for instance, when the UFC was bought, like out, WCW right? did. Well, when the UFC was bought out, right? They were they definitely made sure that Dana stayed in as a figurehead. I mean, granted, the organization that bought the UFC was also the manager of Dana White. So it's a little bit of a different situation, of course. But that being said, they made sure that that was part of the deal was, hey, you're going to help facilitate the transition to our new era because we know that you're familiar with not only the workings, but in a wrestling circumstance, I mean, you're you have, you're in control of so much of just the the fate of people's careers and what's going to be popular and what's not going to be popular and how you know how people are going to perceive it all and stuff is just a whole nother aspect but it's you got you can't just pull somebody like that and say oh hey interject random guy that we like now hiring but we've seen it though Corey. that's the thing for you being somebody who's been out of the loop though that's exactly what happened to wcw you had jim hurd and all them guys come in there and you had they wanted to turn rick flair into fucking spartacus (laughs) like this is real life like watch the (laughs) fucking documentary on peacock like i believe it yeah like, That's you know, so it can happen. That's yeah. why I say, like, I hope that the, if that is the road we're <laughs> headed towards and yeah. we're going to have a sale, that there's some kind of provisions for that kind of stuff. For all of you guys who are checking this out, if you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check it out. You never know who you might see on there. You just saw Jimmy Flick, who will be fighting in the UFC this weekend on UFC Vegas 267, uh, not 267. Um, you know, like I say, we got, you never know who's coming through the, uh, American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow will be making appearance soon. You know, I heard dashing Chris Bay could be making a, uh, appearance through here soon. You never know who will be coming through and it might just be too sweet. But, uh, with that being said, I want to talk about what Josh has in the comments before we switch over to the UFC, because I had a hell of a time at J bones winning this here belt. And uh, winning me some motherfucking money. <laughs> Are we showing belts off? Look, I I brought it out. <laughs> Hot damn, he was prepared. You were. Uh, I got money. Hot damn it. I got. I got. I got the 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 good one, as they call it. This is this is. A good hey, one. I got no problem with the white intercontinental. But uh, with I, that being said, I'm I a big fan shorter. of the Royal Rumble, dude. Um, Josh, yeah, I'm like, excited. I, it'll be a good time, boys. I'm excited for it. I got two shoulders, two belts. What what are what are some things you guys are looking forward to seeing for this rumble? What do you guys want to see? Who do you want to see come back at this rumble? I think Cody obviously is the most obvious one that you hear everybody saying. And if he is healthy to come back, obviously they've already shown the vignettes and all these things. I'm cool with it because I'm not gonna lie. I was I was really looking forward to seeing, you know, what Cody could do towards that WWE title. So that one I'm looking forward to. But who are some other names that you want to see come back, whether it be on the male side or the female side? 
Look, I'm going to tell you this. You want to know what's going to get me jumping out of my chair in the Royal Rumble? Well, two things. One, I want to see Switchblade J make his WWE debut. There's a lot of talk about that, but the thing is they said that he they can't talk to him until his contract is completely out, and then you got to wonder if there's any kind of no-compete too, though. Right. We'll see what happens with that. But here's the one that's going to get everybody off their seat, and I want you to clip this and mark it down and do whatever you got to do. The big return for the 30-man Royal Rumble, it's not going to be one of your typical superstars, bro. It's going to be Pat McAfee, and the place is going to fucking explode. I promise you that. And that's how he's going to come back into WWE, get his spot doing something, because Pat needs to be back in WWE, bro. We need him. That's going to be huge. If that's the gimmick that that I... If that's the gimmick pick that I fall upon this year, being that I fell upon all the gimmick picks last year, it seems like I won't be that upset with that one. That, yeah. will, that one will at least. So you think Patty Max got a chance to get I into hope, the WWE I title, hope, huh? I hope he's in there, man. I'd love. Wouldn't that be cool? You hear his music? It's it's got to be that white. Oh, in the Rumble, sure. But you in think he could actually be getting in there to get in with Ro- uh, Roman, huh? I would they like could- to see him get down to like the final four. That would be cool, just to have that. Yeah. I mean, no, of course we don't think he's gonna win it, right? But to see him be in like the final four, just like in there, like what the fuck am I even doing? Type of thing. That's huge, man. We all love Pat McAfee. That'd be that'd be great TV right there. Yeah, that that would be. That's one thing I was actually going to preference is it seems like since the Triple H era has kind of taken over. I mean, granted, of course, I don't follow it to the level you guys do, but they they've cut back on a ton of the the gimmick work. It doesn't seem like they're relying as much on the like bring in some publicly famous like celebrity and have them kind of come in and help us build our brand that we're they're doing a great job of building from the inside out so they don't need to bring outside in if you get what i'm saying and so going into this one i'm very curious is there going to be any of that type of like the flashy picks where it's a very unexpected you know yeah i mean stuff. i mean everybody's I, I been talking the, about the rock man that's yeah. been the big one everybody's been talking about and the, you know it's on an outside pick but everybody's also been talking about the fact if you look at social media bro stone cold's been working out like yeah. a motherfucker yeah. dude <laughs> yeah he, and can, the royal rumble's in texas bro. it's in texas we, like you said we ain't gotta we ain't gotta win the motherfucker thing. won it three times we ain't gotta win the thing but to have one of those big royal rumble moments all you gotta do is have that glass shatter I'm it's with it. Nuts, dude. My that night's made. going to go crazy, dude. Yeah. That, you that know what I mean? That would be a wild one. I, that's, I don't know which direction to go into, like, who to name off, but I just am, I'm very curious what direction they go with. Like, because there is, there's so many people that they I wanna, could, you know. Yeah. I want to see the Paul with. brothers. I want to see both the Paul brothers in there if it's possible. Oh. I want to see Logan Paul. I want to see Jake Paul's ass get in there, too. Why not, dude? It's all entertainment, Does right? Does he come down the ramp in a PFL shirt? <laughs> maybe, maybe it wouldn't hurt, right? It wouldn't hurt his, uh, wouldn't hurt his pockets to do something like that. But like you said, for the value of entertainment, Kyle, this is what we were talking about the other day. I would much rather see something like that than to see like no disrespect than to see like Otis come into the Royal Rumble, bro. Like it just doesn't do hey, it for I me. I feel like Otis has definitely like been on the come up this year. He's got well, a sure, lot better. but. Ain't no way anybody's going to tell me Otis has a chance of winning the Royal Rumble. Not going to happen. 
He's got to throw some motherfuckers see, out, though. Who, who would you rather see? <laughs> would you rather see Otis come down the ramp strutting his big ass, or would you rather see Jake Paul come through the curtain? Oh, I didn't say I'd rather see him than Jake I mean? Paul. <laughs> give, me, give me those things for the Royal Rumble. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I value as entertainment in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you need some flashes and some sprinkles on that ice cream, if you get what I'm saying. But, you yeah. know, it. all in all, I'm – I'm very curious. I think that Rhodes pick might be the the overall winner if he does end up making his return in there. Well, they've already started the vignettes on Raw. He's coming back. It's just, I would guess he's coming back by Rumble, but we'll see. Um, My gosh. I don't know, man. Goldberg. You want to see me break my TV? (laughs) Goldberg. God, no. (laughs) No. All I know is as long as I get to come home with both belts and all the money, it's going to be a great night in that bitch. I'm just saying, I'm just see if, saying. Uh, see if the OKO 3C pod can retain these belts, man. Hey, Coming I could use some new. extra money. I'm just saying, come one, come all, I'm going to take your money, come the Royal Rumble. Uh, but with that being said, you know, talking about getting your value and all those things, make sure you check out our other sponsor, G3 Payroll and Tax, and uh, make sure you tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. Jack will get you together for your taxes. I'm already looking forward to tax season because last year I was looking good after doing work in business with Jack. And then I was able to go see the homies over there at Michigan's Finest. So do your thing. Make sure you hit them up. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And uh, we will get to the other matter at hand. But before we get over to the MMA side of things, J-Bone, I want to ask you. What are your thoughts on Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill? I mentioned one dashing Chris Bay. You know, tomorrow night, Atlanta GA, center stage. You got the main event is going to be Bully Ray versus one Josh Alexander. And then you've got Mickey James's career on the line against Jordan. Uh, not against Jordan Grace, isn't it? Yeah, it is Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace yep, yes. for the title. So, uh. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on what we've seen from Bully Ray? I mean, pretty cold-blooded move. I mean, when you yeah. rip somebody's wife up out the damn crowd and then have the guy handcuffed to the rope and tell him either you give me your title or I'm going to pile drive your wife on the floor. That's pretty fucking cold-blooded, dude. Fucking he... I wonder if he meant the wrestling move or if he meant the other <laughs> Is it after well, 10 o'clock? Oh, it's after 10 o'clock. That's okay. We'll allow it. Knockouts of three counts after dark has no. returned. Hey, no, that's me, Drake. Oh, dude, I, I, dude, I love seeing Bully Ray do his thing again, man. Like, he is such he a, don't like, give a uh, fuck, dude. He he's really such don't. a, he's such a, like, like, uh, like, he's such a good heel. Like, he's just a overall, like, his persona is heel, right? <laughs> like, he even is in, a heel because he doesn't in, care about being hated. Even in, in real life, like he does not give a damn what you think, dude. And that is real as it gets right there. You know, he is a natural heel. I love seeing him on TV. Everything, even at this day and age, dude, he's killing. He's in the main event. Like that's saying something, dude. I hope he Well, dude, and he, he came in and made an immediate impact. Like the numbers for impact have gone up. That's why they brought him in there. Yeah. I mean, dude, he laid out the boss the other week on mm-hmm. impact. I'm going to check out impact once we get off the show. You know, I mean, like I said, you handcuffed this man to the ropes, ripped his wife up out the front row with his kid sitting there in the front row. Yeah. 
You That's talk about not character. giving a fuck, man. Hey, this is That's a, a way to get in somebody's ECW, head bro. before a match. You, you remember the ECW promos. This this ain't nothing compared to ECW promos. What about aces knows, and eights? What he did to Hulk knows, Hogan and Brooke Hogan? This guy knows how to get under your skin, and he's doing it well. He, he knows what his job is, and he knows how to get you there. So I ain't surprised that we're seeing it from him. I'm just glad that we are seeing it from you him. You think so. he takes the title off of Josh Alexander? I hope so. I'll be wearing my Bully Ray shirt. Tomorrow, I hope so. I, I like it. So. What about Mickey James and uh, um, Jordan Grace? Now, this one is kind of kind of sketchy for me because I don't really know the the direction Mickey James' career is going in. You know what I mean? I know she could hang it up now and be. I mean, she's a legend, dude. You know what I mean? There's there's no arguing that she could be done right now and be considered one of the greatest of all time. But is she doing Party that? Is. I don't know. I don't think she's ready for that. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to pick Mickey James in this one. That might just be my fandom, but I just can't see her hanging it up yet. You know, so I'm going to take her in that one. That's going to be great, though. It's it's always hard for me to pick against somebody when they, when you hear these like career, the careers on the line or like. This is your only shot at the belt ever again, or like them type of matches where there's like the huge stipulations on them. I'm like, well, that means well, her whole like- last runs had a stipulation though, Corey. Yeah, so yeah. she put it on herself. She said if she loses it all on the way to the title, she'll retire. So yeah. every match she's had for months, if she loses, she's done. Right. So I mean, she's been she put self inflicted pressure, and now you got all the pressure, or you win the belt. And uh, going against somebody like Jordan Grace, that's a fucking tall order. Tall I mean, she fights water. her husband, for God's sake. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> they just fought at PWG last this weekend. True, so yeah. This is true. I'm just saying, like, she's a tough one. Like I said, I'm looking forward to Hard to Kill. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Um, but without any further ado, like I said, the MMA portion of the show is brought to you by G3 Payroll Tax and Accounting. Um, we've got UFC Vegas 67, which finally, obviously <laughs> anyone that knows anything about our show knows that we are most looking forward to seeing our guy Jimmy Flick make his return to the UFC um, against Charles Energy Johnson. It's going to be uh, a hell of a fight. You know, again, I've said it on this show multiple times. Charles Johnson is somebody I would love to get on the show at this point too, but man, it's going to be a hell of a fight. It's been crazy, crazy with the uh, way the odds jumped in that fight, because looking at UFC right now, uh, the odds have changed a little bit for, uh, plus 290 for Jimmy Flick and a minus 350 for Charles Johnson. I mean, let's not forget Jimmy Flick didn't lose when he was in the UFC. So, I mean, it's not like we're talking about a guy that's coming off losses. We're not talking about a guy that's coming off an injury. Yes, he's coming off a little bit of a layoff, and Charles Johnson has been very active, but Charles Johnson's also taken a loss in the UFC too. So this is going to be uh, a very interesting fight on this one. You know, you got to always watch out with Jimmy Flick and the submissions, but with Charles Johnson, you got to watch out for that gas tank and the fact that he's ready to bang. Yeah. To your point, Kyle, I would also love to have uh, Charles Energy Johnson on the show because I've been following him since his uh, LFA career. But uh, beyond that, man, not to uh, go against the guy that I just said I'd love to have on the show, but the fact that we just had uh, Jimmy Flick on the show and the fact I definitely feel like this is a very winnable fight. 
to your point, Kyle, energy coming off of the very controversial split decision in his second UFC fight. The first one was a loss. It, it, I'm very surprised that he is such a massive favorite in this fight against somebody that is not only coming off of a win, but we haven't seen in such a long time that he very well have improved his skills since then. I mean, the ring rust might show its face in this one. We don't know because of the, how long the layoff was, you know, over two years at this point, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> going into this one, I'm very curious which way, way it ends up, but I'm, for that kind of money line, if I if I was a betting man, I'd be definitely putting some money on our boy Jimmy Flick going into this one. Jay Bone, how you <laughs> feeling about this fight, bro? Hey, you already know me. I'm chasing the money, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm risking it all, but I'll, I'm taking Jimmy Flick too, man. That that money line is it, it's real lopsided, if you ask Wild. me. And, and just to add a little sprig on top of it, go ahead and take them by submission. You know, put your odds up a little little bit more because. That's what I think is going to happen. So I'm taking Jimmy. I mean, I might have done the same thing. I mean, like I said, I like Charles Johnson, but when I saw the crazy line on that, that was a line that I could not throw some money on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like I said, that's going to be a fight that I'm looking forward to uh, on the prelims. I feel like it's going to be an interesting fight either way that goes. Um, I also am looking forward to seeing Priscilla Cashwaya against Cesaro Eubanks only because I feel like Priscilla is trying to knock somebody's fucking face off yeah. in every it's... fight that I see. And with Cesaro Eubanks, <laughs> she's got a willing partner to get in there and fight. I'm just very curious if Cesaro Eubanks, I always mess up her first name. I try, but Sarge. Yeah, there you go. But I, I, I don't mean it as a disrespect. I just always say it wrong, but either way, I just worry that she's going to feel that striking pressure from Priscilla in this one and then go attempt to take down and just attempt to wrestle fucker throughout the you know majority of the three rounds. That's what I'm worried about, honestly, as a fight fan going into this one. And I think that's also why it's listed as the uh, opening fight on the night is because of that, that reason. But if Priscilla is able to keep it on the feet and if, to your point, uh, Eubanks is – more willing to strike in this one than she has in some of her past fights, man, this one could definitely be a burner because both of them really, really uh, carry some power for the uh, the weight class, man. They're both powerful women going into this fight. So I'm definitely excited for this one, especially being the fact that it's the uh, curtain jerker of the night. All right. On to the main <laughs> card, man. You've got, You've got a card that originally was supposed to have Kelvin Gastelum on it. He's uh, out due to injury. Uh, um, did you guys see our, that picture, by the way? Not to interrupt, but did you see the picture of his teeth and stuff? No. 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 Oh, what man. was the injury? I didn't even see what the injury Somebody was. Somebody knocked his it's, teeth out. He, well, I, it would. It wasn't just his – he basically, from what it looked like, is essentially like the three section of teeth from like his front middle – to like you know canine essentially got mm. caved in and it looked like they had to like bring it back into place and sew it into place i may be off a little bit but they definitely had to do some full surgery on his mouth and stuff he showed a bunch of pictures of his stuff getting sewn up this happened in training yeah oh boy I, 
I don't know you're taking that hard a shot and sparring that close to a fight, but yeah, yeah, that's what's wild to me. I don't know if he went attempted a takedown and just caught a knee or something like that. He didn't necessarily clear up the circumstances. He just kind of showed that hey, this is a real injury. I'm not just pulling out for no reason. So you know, respect him for that. I what I had mentioned to Kyle once I figured out that uh, he had to pull out of this that I felt really bad for Gaslin having to uh, miss all of last year and then now having to miss this main event as well. You just got to feel for the guy, man. He's he's one of them guys that's a, a likable character, even if he isn't on the best of winning streaks as of late. And uh, to get another main event shot and then to uh, unfortunately have to pull out week up just sucks. Yeah. Well, and you talk about that, you know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, picks for the main card, but like, the main now the new main event you got was Sean Strickland stepping in there. I mean, here's the thing, bro. Is this a winnable <laughs> fight for Sean Strickland? Yes, it's a winnable fight for Sean Strickland. That being said, if Sean Strickland takes this fight lax, could he lose again? Yeah, this is a must win fight, I feel like, for Sean Strickland at this point, bro. Like, they're he's at the point where he's got to win one because even though it was a close fight with Cannoneer, he still lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he Call lost it. the, he lost to Izzy or to Pahea before that. Mm-hmm. So call, yeah, call it what you want. You can call it a, a mudslide. You can call it an avalanche or whatever you want, but the, the, the mud's starting to move and the snow is rolling down the hill. So he's got to either win this one or he's going from literally fighting for title contention to now coming off of a three fight losing streak. If he comes off of this one. So uh, it, he's in a very interesting spot. He really well, honestly, wasn't he on like a five or six fight win streak. Dude, he was killing everybody, everybody but that was when he was two, putting right? straight pressure on people in his last couple fights. You know, the cannoneer one was real close. He got knocked out by Perhea, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's stepping up on short notice to take this fight, we're going to see what happens, man. I mean, to go mm. through a full fight like that against Cannoneer and then to step back in this close, man, we're going to see su- We're going to see what it does. I'm almost surprised that his uh, medical suspension is even cleared up for him to be able to, you know, take this fight. I know it was a five-round fight with not the most damage dealt and stuff like that, but he did still go five rounds, not, you know. Yeah, but nobody got knocked down ago. or knocked out, though. Yeah, but still, normally, even when there's not necessarily a ton of damage, there's still a 90-day, no, you know, no contact. I mean, I'm sure he can get avoided through doctors and all that shit. But either way, for him to step right up and now co, or not co, but to headline two back-to-back main events, man, it's just, it's crazy. It really is. Not Especially to mention, right against the guy who's got some momentum, dude. This guy, Ima, how you say Imavov? Imavov? You're better at it. Yes, than sir. Me. Imavov. He's won his last. Imavov. I think he's won his last four out of five fights. I mean, his guys riding a wave of momentum. Man, it's, it's, if you think about it, it's kind of a dangerous fight for Strickland. But hey, it definitely is. And that's why I say for him to not only be taking this fight on such short notice, but for also to be against a guy like that. I mean, and think of, again, like what Corey was saying. To go off of what Corey was saying, I mean, this could also kick you out of that main event spot. I mean, you just yeah, got definitely. two straight main events. If you lose them both. They're not going to just put you right back there. So with all that being said, let's talk about picks for this fight. 
if this is the order they got, this is what they've got here on uh, UFC.com. You got Umar Nurmagomedov versus Hani Marcellos. I'm going with uh, with Nurmagomedov. I mean, I feel like – so I was – not to go too deep onto this one, but the, the line I seen uh, – I was watching the John Anik, uh, Kenny Florian podcast earlier, and they were talking about their betting breakdowns and stuff. And uh, uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, if I'm not mistaken – he, he's a crazy uh, favorite in this one, like minus 900 or something like 975, that. 975. Yeah, it says, min- it yeah. says minus 950 on the UFC and plus and, 650 for Barcelos. And Hani Barcelos is a real, like, challenge. I feel like he's a legitimate fighter that's proven himself to be, like, he going into this one, doing media day and stuff, he was talking about if he gets the win coming off of this one that he feels as though he's, like, you know, right in that, upper echelon and he's on if i'm not mistaken like a three or four fight win streak or something he's he's a proven talent in the 135 you know uh weight class for the ufc and for this to just be like oh he's a nirmaga madoff he's gonna roll through him i agree he probably will win he he appears to be the more skilled fighter and stuff like that but for all you money sharks out there man that would be worth a couple sprinkles for sure Are you saying you're going to take him in your parlay? I mean, if I was, uh, if I was a betting man. Oh yeah, we're back to parlays, baby. We get back to parlays. Come on, back to parlays. (laughs) So who are you taking? You're taking Nurmagomedov or you taking Marcellos? I'm taking in to win minus money and all of that. I'm taking Nurmagomedov, but. Like I say, if I was a betting man, I feel like Hani Barcelos has a real shot in this fight. And with the odds being the way they are, if you were to put 20 bucks on it or something, you probably win like fucking 300 bucks or something. So, <laughs> all right. So he's taking Nurmagomedov. Who you got, J Bone? I can't. I, I can't. It's hard. Dude, the guy I'm looking at right now, the guy's minus 175 favorite or 975. It's hard to go against something like that. I, like you said, I, I don't think it's going to be a steamroll of a fight by any means, but I'm taking Nermago made up by decision. All right. This next fight is a really interesting one, and you can tell that just by the the betting lines. You got Ketlin Vieira versus Raquel Pennington on this next fight. Uh, whichever one of y'all wants to go first, you can make your pick first. Go ahead, Corey. Um. So when I first heard about this fight, like I feel like Caitlin Vieira is uh, one of them talents that's maybe underutilized and under talked about for the women's weight class and stuff. I feel like maybe <clears throat> when she beat Holly Holm in that main event, she kind of really showed a lot of people that were at least paying attention because I, a lot of people weren't paying attention to that main event unless they were just talking shit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, I feel like she showcased the fact that she is somebody to have to deal with in these uh, women's weight classes of 135, 145. I believe this was a 135 fight. Um, also kind of curious because she is a bigger woman for woman for the weight class, how the uh, weight cut and stuff goes coming in, you know, now to Friday. But besides that, I, I feel like Caitlin Vieira is – shown to be the better striker and stuff i feel like raquel pennington's the better proven talent i i I like rocky i really do 
I've been a fan of her throughout her career and stuff. But that being said, man, I, I feel like Caitlin Vieira's just got she's got she's bigger, sh- possibly stronger, and I feel like definitely has superior striking going into this one. So uh, that's the direction I got to go. J Bone, who you got? I'm with the man. I mean, she's kind of right now. She's on a two fight win streak. Pennington is on a four fight win streak, but like you said, she's bigger. Her striking is a little bit better. I don't think she's going to finish it, but I think I think she's going to take this one by decision. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. I like Ketlin Vieira, but here's the thing: I feel like Raquel Pennington is going to be her toughest test. I feel like, yeah. or at least one of them. And if not anything else, you got to also take into effect Raquel Pennington is also going to be coming into this with a whole new mindset, being the fact that she's going to be a new mom and all that stuff, too. You know, you don't know how that's going to affect, you know, training or, you know, if that makes her more hungry headed into the fight. I'm leaning towards Ketlin Vieira, too, but I feel like this fight is going to be a fucking scrap. Um, yeah, that might next- be one of the more underrated fights of the night, to be honest. It very well, it very well could be. As a fan, I would like to see Raquel Pennington be able to get it done, but we'll see, man. That's a tough one. <clears throat> All right. You got the next fight on here is Punhele Soriano versus Roman Kopilov. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a fun one. with the names, man. We got, <laughs> I could never. I could never. Hey, bro, I just, sorry. I've just been around Brazilians for a long time because I did jujitsu. That's yeah. all. But uh, with that being said, <laughs> I like the Brazilian, bro. I like Soriano in this one, but I feel like this one could be a scrap because I could see Kapilov trying to be like a Russian bear and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I feel like uh, Soriano is going to get the dub in this one. What do you guys think? Not to not to correct you, but I think Soriano's Hawaiian. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's Brazilian. But either way, going into this, you're one, right. Man, he's American. I, my bad. The name yeah, sounded yeah. like it. I totally I, I, fucked that up. Well, I think it isn't it. Either way, job well done on the pronunciation. <laughs> I said the name right, though. No, yeah. No, you you, you got that part right. I the, the Kapilov was the, the harder one for me, honestly. That's, that's <laughs> tough. I always struggle with the Russian. What word. a dummy. Why did I say, wow, I feel like I'm a nationalityist, I guess. <laughs> Because it's just, okay, we all trust me that if you're trying to remember the nationality and origin, well, I mean, it doesn't hurt that I've only got the fucking list of fights right here in front of me, but yeah, but if it's like mine, it's just a picture ahead. So I'm I'm very excited for this one, though. This is one of those like put up or shut up type of fights for both of these guys. I feel like. Uh, Punahele Soriano has really proven himself to just go in there and be able to put pressure on guys, throw bombs, get him out of there. He's uh he's a very exciting fighter. I feel like that's why they put him in this position and stuff. And I'm very curious with Kapilov. I less proven, I feel like he's taken on less like notable talent and stuff like that. So he's shown himself to be a very there's a reason yet again why they have him in this position as well is because they feel like he's somebody to watch out for or at least could get a win over somebody like Punahele Soriano in this fight and make it in entertaining fashion. So I'm going to go Soriano because I like them bombs that he's throwing in these fights, man. He makes them entertaining. But Kapilov, there's a reason yet again, like I say, why they put him here. So I'm going Soriano, but we'll see. I'm with Corey. 
Corey, man. He's a pressure guy. You know what I mean? He throws bombs, tries to get him out of there. But only thing that would slow that down, obviously, is, is if Kop- – how do you say it? Kapilov? Kapilov. Kapilov. Can, like you said, Kyle. Treat him like a treat him like a, <laughs> like a little rag dog, try to get him out and bear it out, man. But I'm I'm gonna take Soriano on this one by knockout. I love how he says he's gonna take after Corey, but I just I want to put it on the record. I picked the motherfucker first, but uh, <laughs> I, I just want that on the record. <laughs> I was, you followed I was my so lead, I was sir. So, I was so caught up. I was I, so I'm caught sorry. Up so I get no face. credit. For, you see this? I'm only the host of this bitch. And I don't even get. I don't even get credits for my own picks because I mistake the man's Same fucking nationality Kyle. by Same mistake. Kyle. I blame Corey's light green ass shirt. It's his fault. I was thinking of the Brazilian flag. <laughs> it is. It is kind of the Brazilian color. It needs to be a little more green. You guys, you guys are going for safety tonight. It looks like. What do yeah, you mean? Safety. Mine's red. That what? what? Stop. What? You know where there else might be red? Dan Ige versus Damon Jackson. Who are we yeah. running with? I, so. To just jump into this one, I'm also sleeper fight, I feel like, big time. Uh, yet again, we'll see what fight Damon Jackson brings. If he tries to just take Dan Ige down and stuff like that, it could be a little less entertaining. Uh, Dan Ige, though, I feel like we'll be able to stuff uh, a significant amount of takedowns, and then we'll see uh, whose striking's better is what the way I feel this fight plays out. But uh, – I'm really hoping for the turnaround of Danny Gay. I feel like I really like the guy. I like his story and stuff like that. He's put on some really entertaining fights throughout uh, his time in the UFC and stuff like that. I'm hoping this little bit of a break that he took coming off of these losses uh, helps improve his career and stuff because I feel like maybe he was being a little too active. Um, and that's we'll the thing, like we talked about before we get to making our picks, but that's the thing, like we talked about with the Sean Strickland thing. I mean, yeah. while I respect the fact that he's jumping right back in to take another main event, which I'm sure he's getting paid for taking on a short notice like that, I mean, you got to take into effect again. Like I said, if he loses again, mm-hmm. this loss is going to hurt. The last one sucked. This one's going to hurt. Well, I, I was going to do a little mini corner after this because I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on like, a couple announcements and stuff. But it was kind of like uh, with what Scott Coker was saying, with uh, the way he loves to run his tournaments and stuff. He said he would rather wait an extra event to make sure that these guys are 100% going into these fights. They're not hazy. They're not nothing like that. So that there's no argument about the results or anything like that at the end of the day. It was the both fighters at their best. And that's who won. And I feel like when you're getting these quick turnarounds and stuff out of a lot of these guys, they're not able to really uh, improve their skills in a way that really helps them round out their game to work, you know, on their actual craft instead of just making money and getting all these fights, you know? Well, you're not. Not only are they not getting to improve, you're also not getting to heal your body. You're not going in there at 100%. And with all this talk (laughs) about, people going into a fight 100% and how that affects betting lines. I mean, when you have somebody that takes a fight on that short of notice, they can't be 100%. So, I mean, the more that that kind of thing is pushed, while I as a fan respect anybody that's going to get in that cage, first of all, and if somebody's going to take it on short notice, it shows the guts that you got. But with that being said, I mean, the more you do that, you're only going to continue to push people getting in the cage that aren't 100%. Yeah, I Exactly. That's that's very 
that's honestly that's the words I would echo. I don't even need to make a second point off that because it's exactly how I feel when you're paid as a professional athlete and you're especially I understand it when you're on the grind, you're on the rise up, you're still working for those paychecks to be able to earn a living for your family and stuff like that. But once you've made it into the uh, upper echelon, the top five, top 10 of the division and stuff, these fights mean so much, man. You lose one or two and that really takes all the steam off your career. It'll take you two years to turn around from a, you know, two fight losing skid for some of these guys. Sean Strickland, luckily enough, not gifted another main event because I feel like he's still, especially the way that fight kind of played out with Cannonier, <laughs> he wasn't gifted it, but <laughs> we'll see, man. It's it's a big put up or shut up moment. But to well, transition back to the Danny. Well, we only got we... one fight on there other than that fight. So since we just talked about that one and how we saw that and how we see this matchup, I mean, who do you got? Do you like? Sean Strickland, or do you like Imavov? Uh, finish the Dan Ige point. I want Dan Ige to win. Let's go Dan Ige. But for the main event itself, um, I, man, it, it's a tough one. I feel like Imanov got that, like, he's got the momentum, right? But Sean Strickland, I feel like, really has something to prove, and I feel like that was what he was missing in his last fight, is he went in there a little bit safe, and I feel like that's what he feels. He felt like the fact that that's what cost him the decision. He would have won that fight had he have not played it so safe. And I feel as though that was the case too, given the way it played out. I feel like Cannonier was landing a little more shots, but it was just because he 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 wasn't throwing. Strickland back. wasn't doing what Strickland normally yeah. does. Strickland's known for being a pressure fighter, and he wasn't so, putting the pressure on Cannonier the way he should have been. Yeah, and going into media week and stuff with this one, you can see the. Uh, the intensity seems to be back a little bit more the way he's kind of making fun of him for being a Frenchie and shit like that. You know, it's, you can see the, like the characters coming back a little bit more, even coming off of the loss. So maybe I'm excited for the matchup. I feel like if they, it for what they had to do to shuffle the cards as late as they did, I feel like they at least pulled a legitimate fight and now it's still an entertaining kind of pick them matchup. I feel like momentum's huge, and I want to say Amanov's going to win because of that, but I don't know. I really don't know if Strickland's going to – what Strickland shows up. If it's the Strickland that's he's talking, that's going to, to your point, Kyle, be in his face with pressure, straight shot, good defense and stuff like that, then Strickland should win it. If it's the Strickland we've seen against Cannonier, I think he's going to get knocked out against Amanov. So we'll see. So, J-Bone, who you got? Strickland or Imavov? You guys keep saying his name different every time. Imavov is... Imavov? One of them has... Either or. If we say it wrong... Imavov, Imavov. It's like a clock that's wrong. Like, at some point during the day... All right, Imavov. Do you got Imavov or do you got Strickland? Imavov. I'm taking Imavov, dude. By knockout. Wow, okay. Let's go. I'm gonna go with Corey and I pick Strickland on this one, man. I just I'm thinking with him being him having a a fire lit under his ass, I feel like Sean Strickland fights better in that type situation. I feel Mm -hmm. like he'll be able to pull out the win over uh Imovov. 
But uh, with that being said, I'm going to switch his name up one more time before the show's over. Um, I I think it's going to be Strickland, though. I don't know if it's going to be a decision or a knockout, but I think he's going to win. That being said, he better be more ready to go and more ready to throw because if he don't, he could be taking a nap. You know, you could be taking a nice nap, too, if you hit up the homies at Michigan's Finest. Uh, that being said, the co-main event, Dan Ige versus... Damon Jackson, I hope Dan Ige gets his W because I like Dan Ige. But, man, mm-hmm. does he really need it in this one, and Damon Jackson is going to be a tough opponent. I'm going to go with Dan Ige, but Damon Jackson is going to be tough. Yeah. Like I had said kind of before, I feel like uh, I want – not only do I want Dan Ige, I feel like Damon Jackson's best aspect is his ground game. He's really able to get people down there, control them ground and pound them out and get the TKO from there. I feel like Dan Ige has shown throughout his UFC run he is not an easy guy to get down, and I feel like that's what we're going to see in this fight. So I'm hoping, and I think strategically, it'll also be a Dan Ige win come Saturday. What you got, Jay Bone? Damn it, guys. Look, man, I'm, I'm riding the wave of momentum here still. I think I think Jackson, yeah, like you said, or he's got he's got to get him on the, on the ground though. He's a, he's a tough guy to get on the ground, but I think once he gets him there, it's his fight. So yep. as, as long as Ige, if Ige can keep it on the feet, I think he's got a real shot. I mean, we've seen his boxing; his boxing's great, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep it on the feet. So I'm taking Jackson on this one. <laughs> so. All right. Well, what are the parlays going to be, boys? I'll let you two lay yours out first. What are your three leg parlay? Corey, you Let's got yours yet? Yeah. <laughs> you you my first? Yeah. Oh boy. Because right. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, still reviewing. I ain't gonna bullshit you. I am still reviewing the card because I feel like with the whole change up in the main event, I was going to go a monop, and I feel like that really changed my uh, whole thing. Are we and doing I also, only main card or what? Are we doing the whole thing? You it's you it's a whole card, whole card. Okay, because there's no way I'm just picking three off of just this main card. It ain't happening. <laughs> All right, so my first one, I'm taking Catlin Vieira. That's that's my first leg. Second one's gonna be Damon Jackson. Third one is gonna be Nasruddin Imavov. That's my three leg okay. parlay. I don't know what it adds up to be. I'll get it for you guys in a minute, but. Let's see. So, J Bone's going to be our odds coach. right there. 564 what, what, right there. You put a code 20 bucks on that, you're walking out with $132, courtesy of old J Bone here. And then uh, like send me it. some. Send me some. I like it. <laughs> Except I'm going to completely go against it. Uh, Dan Gay, <laughs> uh, Caitlin Vera. And then. With the odds being the way they are, and I like I had broke down the fight earlier, I really feel like our boy Jimmy Flick uh, really has a solid shot. And the fact that he's a significant underdog in this one does nothing but boost the numbers. So let's go Danny Gay, Caitlin Vieira, and uh, Jimmy Flick. Lock it in. With Corey's parlay, three-fight parlay, that puts you at plus – 1170. You put 20 bucks on there, you're walking away with $254. Let's go, boys. Like it. You're not wrong. Kyle. Um, you're up now. I'm gonna go with Sean Strickland. Um, 
Sean Strickland, Soriano. Can't take the same guy twice, though. <laughs> I didn't. I, I just was trying to think I'm of what my second leg was going to be. I'm, I'm going to go with Sean Strickland, Soriano, and... Why do they not got the odds on that fight? What the fuck? I was looking on the Dan Argetta fight, and they don't have the odds on that one. That's but okay. uh, minus five twenty, I'm looking at for who? For, for Argetta. Well, fuck, I'm not putting that one on there. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna throw the Jimmy Flick one on there too. Oh, there we Let's go. Jimmy Flick, so you got Sean Strickland, and Penhele Soriano from Hawaii. But you had a plus twelve thirty, plus twelve thirty with twenty bucks get you two hundred and sixty six dollars, courtesy of Kyle's three fight parlay. Man, there's money to be made out there. I'm telling you guys, there I'm not gonna make it. Probably, but all good. So it sounds like uh, Punahele is a significant underdog then as well, because Kyle's number jumped a little higher than mine. No, he's a if. Yeah. UFC's odds are what they're supposed to be. That's uh, uh, minus one fifty-five. Okay, so he is still the favorite. So what? Dan Ige's a big favorite then, or something? No, minus one twenty-five. Okay, all right. So then, I was just surprised that because yours was yielding like an extra what thirty bucks, fifty bucks, or some shit. No, I think it was only like twelve bucks. Yours was two fifty-four. Uh, his was two sixty-six. Right. Oh, okay, I guess it was just closer than my. Terrible math skills perceived it to initially. Yeah, the, the big one of the night though is uh, Umar Nurmagomedov and uh, Barcelos. I, I thought about he's, it. He's sitting at minus nine seventy five right now, dude. That, I mean, that's a single for me. You can't add it to it. You can't bust your parlay on something that you're just hoping for. Yeah, <laughs> parlays in my eyes, the reason hey, why they boost those odds is because you're supposed to pick the people that are a lock in your opinion, right? The people that you feel right. very strongly to win. And then 10 bucks but, on that parlay. I put out wins you a buck 33. So I'm winning you money you any way it goes. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, man, look way, at this, I though. Hey, like, check uh, this out. I want, I want to tell you something though. If you take this underdog underdog parlay right here, you take Barcelos, Jimmy flick and Raquel Pennington. You put a 20 on that. You're walking away with $1,200, dude. Just saying, just saying, chase that money. Well, I mean, all of those are winnable fights. Them are all winnable fights for underdogs in that circumstance. But for all three of them, the cash I feel like is going to be a. Mine weren't all underdogs. No, I'm not talking for what. I'm say if you do oh, that. Okay, okay. If, if you do that, but way. gamble responsibly. Don't take gamble, the underdog yeah. on every freaking fight. Okay? Yeah, then, then you're, you're, you're borrowing just money. Then you're gonna have to. Then you have to borrow money off Kyle. And then, you know, where, but, why do you think Kyle has it? Remember, Kyle well, is the no, one of the two of us that put his credit card on the Metallica tickets. Okay. What, Kyle, what we, Kyle is kind of broke. Kyle wears a gold chain, big old gold rope. He drives a Bentley. He drives a Bentley. Where? We should keep track of all these parlays that we do. And at the end of the year, we should get a little belt going for the show as well for who. Who had, Everybody who throws the, in uh, one week and make a knockout for three counts belt happen. So far, yeah, so far, history cool. shows we are very unsuccessful with these parlays. So we might well, not want to keep that, record of these. We're not unsuccessful with belts, pitch. But B 
before we before we jump off, before everything derails and the show comes to an end, I do want to do a mini corner real quick. Uh, I a love the fact Bellator comes out swinging with another uh, Grand Prix. That seems to be the only thing that they've had success with as of late. Uh, wish uh, our boy here, or should I say Kyle's boy here, uh, Miles Jury, was involved in that tournament. Uh, maybe yeah, a potentially. Maybe potentially a backup or something like that. We'll see. But uh, either way, love the fact that Bellator is coming out swinging with another 155. Uh, well, not another, but a newly 155 tournament. And we'll see. Uh, is AJ McKee going to run uh, two tournaments back to back? Because he just resigned too. Yeah. That was going to be point number two. Uh, not only that, they paid AJ McKee to uh, be involved in said tournament because they feel as though he's the star of the promotion. I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, love to see the move. I, I was curious to see what AJ McKee would have been able to do, of course, in the likes of the UFC and stuff like that. But either way, we get to see the, uh, the continued run of uh, AJ McKee taking over Bellator. Uh, third and final point. Um, Man, one championship. I love them. I talk about them all the time here on the show. But they had some misses with their weigh-ins. I don't know if any of you guys seen this uh, coming down today or anything like that. But they had one uh, one of their fighters that was uh, scheduled in the co-main event to take on uh, Stamp Fairtex, which is one of their like big female fighters. And the training partner of past guests of the show, Katie Coraginas. Yeah, huge, huge fan of Stamp, by the way. If this somehow ever makes it to her, I'd love to have her on the show. That Beyond that, though, her opponent just completely did not show up for weigh-ins, just didn't show up. So that that's always a positive. Uh, Rod Tang, uh, yet again, for anybody familiar with one huge Muay Thai uh, phenom, basically, uh, initially makes weight. Uh, but misses hydration, then passes hydration, but misses weight. So then they had to move the bout to a catch weight. So they just had all kinds of mumbles and fumbles. And I always love to hear from the uh, MMA hardcores and stuff out there that one championship really has it figured out with their hydration tests and all that, but then they don't follow the actual results like you know people like I do and see that pretty much every one of their event is just a giant shuffle right at the end to see who actually makes and who doesn't. So we'll see what ends up happening with this hydration test thing, but especially once they make their transition into the uh, United States with this uh, Colorado event they have uh, coming up, I believe, in March. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. And that, that's it for my uh, corner. Corey, I'm just disappointed because you missed the biggest MMA story of like the fucking year in your corner. Like I was, I was trying to give, I was trying to give you the shine. I mean, maybe not the biggest MMA story of the year, but the one that everybody's talking about. Krause and and that no, and no, and what's gonna of the year? This has happened in 2023. What's gonna happen with all this with Dana White? I mean, oh, dude, like, yeah. should, you know, what should Dana White do? I mean, let's not forget. It's not like we haven't had multiple fighters who have been put out of the UFC for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do kind of understand what Dana was saying about him taking a leave of absence, not necessarily hurting him. But I also kind of agree with the alternative that's been put out in him, you know, donating a bunch of money to a women's, 
you know, a women's charity or something like that. So at least there's something, but I feel like if yeah. you don't do anything, I feel like that's going to cause as much of a problem. But then again, at the same time, what do you do? Yeah. And I, I left it out of the corner because of the simple fact that we had already, I felt like not to brush it under the rug because I don't feel like that's the way that you handle one of these situations, but we had already addressed it on the show even though he had kind of made his first real media statement and scrum and stuff and did that whole like 15, 20 minute uh, media sit down. I, I feel like we didn't get anything else really out of it other than the fact that the people above him, the, you know, Ari Emanuel's and stuff of the world, the ESPN and execs and stuff like that are clearly not happy, but they just see the, see the situation i guess for what it is and to your point kyle i don't think him stepping away necessarily changes too much it maybe it maybe it shows that oh hey you can't get away with this type of stuff but i i don't even know if i don't know how to like i said before i don't know what the proper thing is for this situation and even more so now that it's been an extra week you know, beyond that, I, I just don't know. I, I really don't know what's the proper handling. I like the fact that he came out to the media. He at least, a, not only did he initially address it, but the first event that the UFC went to take on the first, you know, available media day where he has all the cameras in front of him, he could have clearly not been there, not showed up, not sat down for an interview, even if he did show up. But he's at least addressing this head on. He's not necessarily hiding from it like it does seem like maybe the higher ups are in the ESPNs and stuff of the world where they're not necessarily talking about it as much as you would think. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the proper move is still. And that's why I didn't necessarily address it is because I feel like it's just like kind of still up in the air. You had the California Women's Caucus come out and say they want him removed from the president position and stuff. And then there still wasn't really anything said beyond that still. So it's like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, uh. <laughs> yeah. What can you do at this point? Right? J-Bone, what are you thinking, man? If you I mean, got any short and quick thoughts before we get out of here, I, I look. I think. I think. I mean, we all know how bad it is. But the first, first and foremost, what he's trying to accomplish by coming out with a public apology, stating that he was wrong—that that's step one. You were wrong. You admit that you were wrong. You made it a, pub, a public apology. That's step one. What happens next? Business move, like you said, take him away. May not do anything for anybody, but. You just gotta you you gotta just keep going forward, realizing like you're gonna be looked at as a real scumbag in a lot of people's eyes. But you gotta own it, dude. And the first thing, step one, is owning that you did wrong. So that's where we're at right now, going forward. With the time's gonna tell what's gonna happen. Yeah. And before we do wrap, did you guys see the clarity that came out about a little bit at least about this whole crowd situation? That's why I brought that back up, Kyle. No, I haven't heard nothing so, else. So they came out. Uh, there was a whole press release with ESPN and stuff. It's probably one of your guys' headlines in your little uh, notifications on ESPN if you if you look. But um, 
they came out with the fact that basically he was working with one of the offshore betting sites, like one, two, three bed or one of them odd, you know, sites that you hear about, but nobody really thinks to use, I guess, should I say? And uh, the way that he, the way that they were going about it and the reason why the whole investigation and everything of kind of proceeding still in I guess I don't know why they're coming public with the information that they have, but either way, essentially what was going on is the people that were joining the discord and stuff like that were making betting accounts, but he, Krauss was then taking over the account, depositing funds on their behalf and then making bets on their behalf and then withdrawing on his behalf, essentially from their winnings. So he was winning for people and then drawing money through it with with the whole rumored insider trading and stuff like that that was you know type of stuff that was going on with it so it's I, there isn't no like concrete details or anything that came out i was hoping a, one of you guys had read the article too so you would be a little mm-hmm. more familiar with what i was talking about but <clears throat> definitely uh evidence isn't looking great put it that way evidence is not usually where there's smoke there's fire dude and if he's already selling his shares i figured it was going to be bad so i'm not necessarily surprised by this we'll have to keep an eye on it and see where it goes man i uh (laughs) it just sucks because i mean he had a lot of good fighters on there with brandon marino and all these guys but We'll have to see what happens. Stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. Make sure you check out our sponsors, State of Pro Wrestling, G3 Payroll Tax and Accounting. Make sure you get your taxes together. And Michigan's Finest. Check them out. Tell them Knockouts 3 Count sent you. Until next time and in the in-between time. Peace. I did.